Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Play Like a Champion show, a podcast from Play Like a Champion Today. I'm Pete Piscatello, and I'll be joined by Kristen Sheehan in just a moment, along with today's special guest. We're doing something a little different today. We'll be joined by Grace Curtin, project manager for Play Like a Champions, a team for every child initiatives in the Chicago area. In our conversation with Grace, we will have the opportunity to discuss like a champion's relationship with the North Lawndale community, how leaders within that community are using sports to have a phenomenal impact in the lives of children, and an important upcoming event that you, the listener, can be a part of. I know you'll enjoy hearing from Grace as much as we do, so we're excited to get her on the show. First, a little housekeeping. Remember that if you've missed any episodes of the Play Like a Champion show, you can find them in your favorite podcasting services, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, any other app you might use. We've learned from so many great leaders in sports who have visited the show, and we know you'll benefit from hearing them as well. Just search for the show, click that subscribe button so that you're alerted to new episodes as they are released. If your podcast app allows you to do so, we would appreciate it if you would rate and review the podcast. We always appreciate that feedback and giving us that five-star review helps others to find the show. Finally, connect with us on social media so we can interact at PLC4Character, PLC the number four character on Twitter and Instagram, and at PlayLikeAChampion on Facebook. You can also learn all about our work, find additional contact information on the website playlikeachampion.org. All right, I think we're, uh, that's enough from me. I want to bring in our co-host, Kristen, uh, I know you've been working hard on an upcoming event here at Play Like a Champion that'll take place virtually because everything takes place virtually now. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that and how it ties into our guest here today. Hi, Pete. Well, we are in the season of giving, right? Uh, we've celebrated Thanksgiving, albeit in a, in a new way, I'm sure, in households across the country. And now we're into the Christmas season. And and. Play Like a Champion, uh, we are in this month running a December giving campaign. And with sports canceled across the country, our general programming income has been greatly impacted. And so we're going to our supporters and saying, can you help us out? We need your help this this month uh, so that we can continue to ensure we provide the services that we uh, have done for so many years. And as part of this giving campaign, we are hosting a showcase on December 9th. The showcase will feature our partners in North Lawndale as well as in the Michiana area that really involve not only life-changing, but life-saving work through sports. And we're so excited to bring those partners in. Plus, we're going to have some very special guests, uh, Father Greg Boyle from Homeboy Industries, and also Tim Brown, who is an NFL Hall of Famer and Heisman Trophy winner. And uh, we want everyone to join us to learn about the amazing work that's happening in those communities. And uh, But... Before we get into that, I, I'm excited to introduce uh, Grace to everyone. Yeah, having seen firsthand the relationships that Grace has been key in developing in North Lawndale and also the relationships in the South Bend, Michiana region, it's just going to be so great to have that event next week. And I think Grace will do uh, a wonderful job of introducing really the work that she's been Uh, spearheading in in North Lawndale in the Chicago area to our listeners. So excited to hear from her as well. 
All right. Well, welcome, Grace Curtin. Uh, Pete and I have the incredible privilege to work with you together with Play Like a Champion. And we had the chance to meet you when you were first a student at Notre Dame working with Clark on this project in North Lawndale. And and now you're you're with us full time. Uh, so I want readers, our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So can you tell us how you became involved with Play Like, Play like a Champion and, and what exactly is your role with our organization? Yeah, totally. Uh, one, thanks, Pete and Kristen, um, for having me on the show. Um, it's a pleasure working with you too, but I really appreciate the opportunity to talk more about the work that I've been doing over the past couple of years. Um, so it's kind of a funny path how I got to play like a champion. Um, Clark Power was actually my uh, thesis advisor when I was a senior PLS major, um, and I wrote on the resilience of care professions and realized that everyone, whether you're a kid or adult, uses sports and kind of what we uh, think of as after-school activities to build resilience to trauma. Um, Clark had invited me to go do some research in North Lawndale, um, the second community-wide needs assessment that we were doing in the community. And he was like, hey, you're, you're from Chicago. Do you, do you know North Lawndale? Um, we're trying to do an eight-week research project, and I'd love to have you do it. Um, you've already done interviews, and, and I think you'd be a really good fit. Um, and it's kind of funny because at first I was like, ah, oh, yeah, totally, like North Lawndale, I'll totally do it. Um, and then I, I took a little bit of a step back and was like, whoa, I, I've never been to that neighborhood neighborhood before. Um, everyone down from my, my teachers in high school told me to avoid the neighborhood, saying that it was unsafe and that it was kind of a tough place and that no one you should avoid driving through it even if you can. Um, and then I started working in there and I realized I've never gotten the kind of hospitality and warmth in a community ever, um, that I felt in, in the whole entire world. Uh, I did this needs assessment and interviewed all of these different, um, community leaders, school principals, basically just saying, Hey, how's your sports program? What do you need? What do you have? And would you be open to thinking about your sports program in a way that is community focused instead of school focused? Everyone was really open to the idea, and I got to know all of these different people, the dynamics of the neighborhood, um, in a way that I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, we went to the Plague of Champion conference in June of 2018 when I was doing the research in North Lawndale, and I met all of these amazing people from North Lawndale, um, which is funny now because I've been working with them for uh, over two and a half years, and it's crazy to think uh, I was remembering the time that I met them and it was just so much fun. You could feel so much love and care and, and things like that. Um, but anyway, so I was doing this research and, and doing all this different stuff for North Lawndale and um, kind of kept on thinking about ideas and kept on meeting people and kept on talking through different stuff that would be um, good for the association and, and kind of developed the role of being project manager within the community. So now, over the past two years, I've been the project manager in North Lawndale. I work directly with uh, 15 organizations within the community. Um, I help them develop a data collection process. I help them analyze that data and then use that data to write grants. Um, I support people through project development and program management, um, whether that's increasing impact for community events or things like that, um, and also making sure that I that I, as a person who works for Play Like a Champion, am fostering a space for collaboration, communication, and thinking about how we can all work together towards this goal of creating a safe space 
to play for every child in North Lawndale. So I'd say kind of in summary, my job as a project manager is to be asking myself the question, what can we collectively do to grow in a way that every child in North Lawndale has a chance to play in a safe and nurturing environment? And all of the other stuff is just to make sure that we're accomplishing that goal. Well, you've done a wonderful job with that over the last two and a half years, as you mentioned. I want to take a step back sort of briefly and talk more about the North Lawndale Athletic and Recreation Association as a whole and how that got started. I know you've got background in that, uh, talked about doing the needs assessment with Clark and his brother, Jim Power, who's our uh, director of operations with Play Like a Champion, uh, really got things started there through relationships he had in that community. Uh, and, And I'll let you talk a little bit about that. But tell us about that sort of path over the past few years for the, we call the NLARA, the abbreviation, uh, from Jim's involvement, the needs assessment that you came in on, the, the second one there, and then just the collaboration, forming the association, all of that. Talk us through that. Uh, so I guess the, the first thing that's kind of funny to talk about Jim's engagement and involvement in North Lawndale is when I first was getting engaged with the community, I kept on hearing Jim, Jim, Jim. And I thought it was this guy in Chicago that was always in North Lawndale every weekend doing all this stuff. And I realized that they're actually talking about Jim Power, who is now living in Minnesota, who had just made such an impact and a commitment to love um, like the North Lawndale community that that's how much of a lasting impact he had. Um, But to kind of take a step back and answer your question, Pete. So Jim got involved with North Lawndale through the Kinship Initiative, um, which is uh, a part of Old St. Pat's Catholic Church, which is a a big um, Catholic church in the West Loop area of Chicago. Um, It's run by a man named Vincent Guider, who uh, is now one of our partners and founding partners for the NLARA. Jim got involved with a lot of different sports things within North Lawndale. One of them is called B-Ball on the Block. Um, And he kind of realized that his love of sports, his love of community, his love of North Lawndale, that there is something here. And then he was like, ah, my big brother Clark, he has played like a champion. And we can be really thinking about a way to increase impact in North Lawndale beyond the pure love that he had already been experiencing um, within the community. there's kind of a very intentional co- like gathering of people who could really make this dream come true. Uh, leaders from UCAN, a nonprofit that's based in North Lawndale, leaders from Old St. Pat's and the Kinship in- Initiative, and then leaders from the North Lawndale Community Coordinating Council, uh, which is a community-based organization that is guiding the development to increase the quality of life within the community and then play like a champion. From that point forward, uh, Clark ran the first needs assessment, and Kristen's son was actually one of the first researchers, um, which is great. Um, They interviewed over 60 organizations within the community to just be asking this question, what do you have, what do you need, and what could make the experience of sports better in this community? Uh, The main summary of those questions were, we need to be working together. We need to be supporting one another. Everyone's in their own lane, and that shouldn't be the case. We're all working together towards the same goal, which is giving kids a chance to play. Um, This insistence from the community to be more 
community driven and kind of thinking about things in a collective impact way really actually drove the development of the North Lawndale Athletic and Recreation Association. And every summer since we've returned to doing this community-wide needs assessment to gauge how we're doing in terms of the community vision of what this association can be and how it's acting in reality. From that point forward, we ran a junior goal league, which was a 10-team um, basketball league. We were able to secure funding to support uh, summer programming in the summer of 2018, which is when I joined on that supported over 500 youth. Um, we had an official NLARA launch to the community that following September, and kind of the rest is history. Oh, thanks, Grace, for that rundown. It's really remarkable what's what's taken place in that community, and we've we are so grateful that we've been a part of it. Um, as you mentioned, you you love the community, and um, my son Jack, you know, as you talked about, uh, was part of that first needs assessment, which involved him living directly in that community. And as you report, you know, Clark said to to me as a mom, I just want you to know, you know, there's there's it's potentially there's some dangers in the community. And I said, okay, that, you know, we're, we're aware of that. And Jack lived in that community and never once felt in danger and experienced what you experienced. And that is the love of the people was uh, truly impressive. Um, so he, he values that time that he lived there um, in North Lawndale. And, and I am grateful that he had that experience. Um, so a lot of what you just said, Grace, in your organizational development and project management could of this project could be encapsulated in the idea of the three-legged stool. And so our listeners may not be familiar with this idea, but can you explain what this means? And, uh, and then perhaps you can give an example of how the three-legged stool approach has supported organizations like North Lawndale. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, the, the, the three-legged stool is my totally my jam. Um, the three-legged stool is the idea that in order to create an environment and community association that puts kids first, to be increasing youth participation in programming that provides a safe and nurturing space to play and grow, you need to be focusing on three things at once that support one another. The three things are culture, organization, and funding. For culture development, you need to build the inclusive and supportive environment that fosters the safe and nurturing space. Uh, we do this by running Plague a Champion coach workshops, by opening up conversation, by doing these needs assessments to make sure that we are being inclusive and supportive, um, and by looking at our data and making sure that we're serving those who are um, serving those who have the smallest access to programming, um, and making sure that that's what we do. Uh, the second stool is organization. Um, you need to build an organization to sustain the culture. Uh, we're not doing random acts of kindness. We're not doing, um, hey, I just got $5,000. Let's put on this event. We're building out organizations that are doing things professionally, deliberately, in a data-driven way with a mindfulness of impact with a collective vision. And you need an organization to be able to do, to do that in a methodical way. The third leg of the stool is funding, and it's the idea that organizations need funding. Programming needs funding. Funding allows this inclusive and supportive environment to be developed and to be sustained, and for people to know that I'm going to keep on doing this not only this year, not next year, but be able to do it for a long time to make sure that we're developing sustaining relationships with youth 
and continuing our impact. Um, one thing that I'm really familiar with because I do a lot on the data thing, um, data side, is Jim Powers' favorite mantra around data collection is, if you didn't record it, it didn't happen. So all the time we have people coming to us being like, we did we, we serve 200 people by doing this and look at this, there's 5,000 people at this event. Think about the impact here. Um, and we say like, wow, that sounds really, really great. Do you have the data to support it? Um, and we kind of do a little bit of not necessarily tough love, but to say, we're expecting you to record and to evaluate what you're doing so that we can be growing and developing methodically and together. Um, there is one time where Derek Brown, who's someone that he works, he's the uh, leader of Boxing on Activity, and you'll, you'll be hearing stories about him later in this podcast, but um, he's been running a program for 10 years. Uh, he does a really great job, and we had talked for a really long time. I was just like, Derek, like you have to write down who shows up to practice. Don't you want to know how you're continuing impact and keeping kids engaged and blah, 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 blah. And so I had been gone for a couple of weeks, and I came back, and Derek pulls out this binder and he's like, Grace, you're right. If it didn't, if you didn't record it, it never happened. And he starts flipping through this binder that he bought with attendance sheets of every single day for the month of May. And he went, look, like I'm realizing that these kids are only showing up on Monday and Wednesday. And these kids are only showing up on Tuesday and Thursday. And maybe I can rework my, um, my practice schedule so that everyone gets a little bit more one-on-one -on -one attention. Or maybe I should be thinking about a different way here. Um, so it's just kind of making people be thinking about their organization in a way that is always trying to maximize impact, um, both in the quality of programming and the quantity of programming. Well, you've done a terrific job of explaining that and not only that concept, but the organization as a whole. And I think that's really key to the work we're doing there, the, the ability to do that work. Uh, but we want to talk more about the people as both you and Kristen have alluded to here uh, in the first few minutes of our conversation, the people are really what make the North Lawndale community so amazing and our work with the, the NLARA. Uh, as we've had the opportunity to bring in folks from the outside uh, to see the work that we're doing in North Lawndale that you've been a part of, uh, Grace, it's amazing the response that people have uh, as they come in, as they meet these people, how inspired they are by by this. And even just going to our Play Like a Champion conference, certainly we were virtual this past summer, but in years past, 2018, 2019, as you talked about, the community of people gathered there, uh, it's so powerful and so impactful. So we want to talk about those individuals. You coordinate, as you mentioned earlier, 15 organizations as part of the NLARA. Uh, we know you can't get to all of them uh, and list those. That'd be a, a long podcast. Uh, but can you tell us about each, what makes each of these people so special, what you've learned about the impact of coaching through your work with these organizations and share sort of as much as you can there. Um, definitely. Uh, so I guess I'll start by saying that every coach that I work with loves any young person as if it was their own child. This is especially courageous when many of the leaders we work alongside know the grief of losing family or those who feel like family to gun violence. To be open to the potential of heartbreak of grief, the heartbreak of grieving a child by loving every young person as your own shows strength, commitment, and the capacity to love beyond anything I've ever witnessed or felt. When our coaches coach, this love pervades everything they do, and in this love, there's joy, places to celebrate, and the space for young people 
to become the person who they are always meant to be. And there's a lot of stories and a lot of of moments I think that I've experienced in my in my past two and a half years working in North Lawndale that have really embodied this commitment to love and this opting into the possibility of the pain of losing a, a person that you view as your own child. Um, but also making sure that you're not accepting grief because that's that's a little fatalistic, but rather saying, hey, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna we're gonna experience joy, we're gonna love one another, and we're gonna do everything we possibly can to be the people that we want to be. Um, there's kind of one one small example. I have a lot of examples, and I'll 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 make sure that I get to get to some of them to kind of connote or to like show what I'm what I'm trying to say here. But so we run this junior go league. It's a basketball league. We've been running it for four years. We're running it again this year um, virtually, and it's run by a husband and wife duo, Catherine and Mike Matthews. Both of them are wonderful people. Uh, last year at the Junior Go League, uh, Catherine noticed that someone who was playing in the league, this league had seven teams, but noticed that one kid within the league um, was playing in shoes where the, the, the toe was, was separated from the bottom of the shoe, so his foot was falling out. Um, and after the game, Catherine went up to this young person and was like, hey, what shoe size are you? And he was like, why? He's like, what shoe size are you? Just wondering. And he's like, I don't know. Gives, gives a shoe size number. And then the next Sunday, when the junior go league meets, um, Catherine goes, hey, I put something in your sports bag. Don't open it now, but just let you know, we got you covered. Um, and Catherine went out, bought this kid's shoes, put him in his bag while no one was looking, and made sure that he knew that it wasn't the coach, but it was the person running the basketball league that was keeping an eye out for all the young people that they're impacting, saying, hey, no kid deserves to be playing a sports game, putting their all in a game, and not have the shoes to be able to do the best job that they can. Another example, I think, of just having this like love and celebration of life pervade coaching in a very significant way. Um, Darren and Deborah Brown are wonderful people. They run the investment. Um, they've been with Plague Champion for a while now, and I was just interviewing them about um, – programming and COVID and different things there. And they're like, Grace, 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 like we had to tell you about this thing that we did. You know, we run a boys basketball from fifth grade to eighth grade. And our eighth graders were really, really um, frustrated with the fact that they couldn't do um, their eighth grade graduation. So Deborah and Darren got together, they figured out a way to be um, COVID safe. They ran um, an eighth grade graduation. They're playing the song, whatever. They took pictures. Every kid was allowed to invite four family members and basically have their own private eighth grade graduation. Um, and this is specifically moving and kind of a specifically um, strong example of why there's always a space to celebrate because one of the young women who participated in this eighth grade graduation opportunity um, lost her father to gun violence just weeks after, um, and Darren and Deborah were able to carve out an opportunity for, for her to get a picture with her father before he was shot and killed. Um, so I think those are two good examples of having love be the foundation of everything that happens and everything that they do um, without going on and on and on and on.
Oh, Grace, yeah, these people are inspiring. You know, we know Darren and Deborah very well. They've come to our conference uh, many times. We've honored them with our annual Champions for Children uh, Award at our conference for the incredible work they do. And Catherine Matthews is a beautiful woman. She spoke at our conference this summer virtually. And um, she also helped us with our parent program that we ran this spring to support parents when they were having such a difficult time with their children, uh, remote learning and having to work from home. And um, so thank you for sharing those stories. Um, we, we also had Jamile Cannon on our podcast. So our listeners are familiar with his work at the block and uh, just truly inspiring people. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's really a joy to get to meet these people and learn from them. Uh, we also want to talk about another organization that's been tremendously supportive of these efforts in North Lawndale, uh, and that's Homeboy Industries. You mentioned uh, Father Greg Boyle earlier as being a part of our event coming up on December 9th. Uh, we'll talk about that again uh, here in just a moment. Uh, but as, as many people will know, he founded uh, sort of the idea of kinship with Homeboy Industries, uh, and that model and his work in Los Angeles uh, has been very supportive of a team for every child. That's something that kinship idea. You mentioned the kinship initiative uh, as something that was really instrumental in getting this started at the very beginning of the NLARA, and that's really carried through. And that creating the community and and kinship around what we're doing. So maybe you could speak to that, uh, but also share with us the importance of relationships like this with Homeboy, and and give us a story that embodies the kinship between NLARA members and Homeboy Industries. Going to Homeboy uh, for their global um, conference was one of the coolest things that I've ever done for a number of reasons. But there's kind of two things that make these kinds of relationships really, really important. Um, one is more of the professional side, and the other side is this kinship um, aspect that you were talking about, Pete. When Homeboy invited Play Like a Champion to talk about the work that they're doing in North Lawndale at their global conference, Jim looked at the opportunity and said, okay, who from North Lawndale can we put at the podium. Um, in total, Jim and I talked for maybe five minutes of an hour-long conversation, and it really was just an opportunity for organizational leaders within North Lawndale to talk to a global audience about the work that they're doing, which I think is crucial to be understand, a crucial thing in understanding what we mean by kinship and also how much we value the work that is being done in North Lawndale. Um, the idea of kinship is that everyone has something to bring to the table and that as much as you are changed by me, I'm changed by you. And it doesn't matter where you come from, what your life looked like. We all can be changed by one another. Um, one moment in Los Angeles. So we went to L.A. for the conference. We brought nine different um, community members from North Lawndale and we were there for the weekend uh, Javi, who is the homeboy who presented at um, our conference a couple of years back, was like, guys, 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 like, I can't believe you're coming to L.A. You guys really, really, like, showed me a great time when I was in Chicago and when I was in, when, when I was in South Bend. I really want to make sure that I host you guys um, when you're in L.A. I just got a house. I have a partner that I really care about, and I really want to see you guys while you're in L.A. So Javi invited all of us over. He hosted a group of 10 people from Chicago in his house. Uh, we ate tacos and had a really good time. There's this kind of funny part where we decided that we'd go around in a circle and play a song that meant the most to us. Um, 
And so the rules of the game were you played the song, everyone had to listen to it completely. And then a per- the person who played the song had the opportunity of expressing why it was so meaningful for them. And in that two hours of listening to music and hearing about what was significant, uh, people shared their hearts a little bit. It was really wonderful. And I think that they, like that's kinship is giving yourself, giving a little bit of yourself and receiving a little bit of another person and cherishing both things. Um, Jim actually made a playlist of these songs and he'd listen to them all the time and would feel as if he was having a conversation with each person in that room and getting transported to this moment where people who were in Latin gangs in LA and people who were in gangs in Chicago and people who grew up in Louisville and people who graduated from Notre Dame and everyone was just coming together, giving a little bit of their self, getting a lot from a lot of other people and feeling connected in a way that seems like an impossibility um, now with COVID and also just thinking about what, how so many parts of society would separate those kinds of people from being able to really get to know each other and learn to love each other. And then to be thinking about how that kind of relationship is important for playing a champion and why these are important, it's, it's that fact, right? You can learn anything from any person. It's just the problem of getting, to, getting the chance to sit down with them, listen to them, and to develop a relationship with them. And that's something that playing a champion really, really prioritizes. That's something that homeboy really, really prioritizes, which is probably why we have such a good relationship with one another. Um, and Plague Champion does a good job creating opportunities for people to interact with one another from different backgrounds and different spaces and places to just all learn and grow together. And we look forward to the time when uh, people from Homeboy can travel to our conference in Indiana and, and we all can go back to L.A. again and um, be a part of that kinship. But in the meantime, we Zoom our kinship, right, Grace? <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, just ask you just to summarize why why is the association so critical to what we do in um a team for every child grace uh yeah so i'll i'll be quick but um within the north on athletic and recreation association we support two boxing organizations and then there's another boxing organization in a neighborhood uh outside of north lawndale that would typically be very competitive with Um, these North Londo boxing groups. Boxing is a sport where you are sparring one another, where it's tactful, um, fighting more or less. And we've really seen these three boxing organizations come together to support one another in so many different dimensions. Um, First off, those three organizations all came together to South Bend and they're hosted by Notre Dame and the Bats to see a boxing tournament where they're able to learn from one another eat dinner, and to take a tour of Notre Dame. Um, And also, Boxing Out Negativity, um, run by Derek Brown, hosted a bike ride that was a demonstration for peace. And two of the loudest, largest presences within the bike ride community were kids from the block showing up to support Boxing Out Negativity and kids from the Chicago Youth Boxing League saying, like, hey, I want to show up for, for Boxing Out Negativity. Um, we've seen a lot of opportunities where traditionally in sport teams that are playing the same sport who are competing against one another to be better clubs are now training together. They are supporting one another. They're even sharing fighters if it works better. Um, 
just so that kids have a chance to play and a chance to play in a supportive environment. We've seen this across basketball. Um, we're hosting a, a, the Junior Go League virtually this year where teams, instead of playing against one another, are now training alongside each other, sharing coaches, resources, and training techniques. Um, so we're really just seeing this huge benefit of coming together to play rather than um, being being uh, selfish almost and keeping your kids and keeping them away from any other resources. So it just benefits everyone when everyone gets a chance to play. And that indeed is the definition of kinship, right, Grace? <laughs> um, yeah, so let's, we mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, let's go back to uh, the event that Play Like a Champion is hosting on December 9th, which we are calling a Team for Every Child Showcase. And we're inviting everyone in our community to join us to meet some of the amazing people that Grace has been sharing with us uh, from the North Lawndale Athletic and Recre Recreation Association, as well as the Michiana Athletic and Recreation Association, which is our second site for our, our team for every child. Play Like a Champion is sharing all gifts uh, made that evening equally with those partners. And we need the support of our community to make this effort successful. Grace, can you tell our listeners why you think everyone should join us for this showcase? So I always leave conversations with our North Lawndale coaches feeling a stronger commitment to loving one another as our own. During this holiday season and a long year impacted by the COVID epidemic, the showcase will leave you feeling inspired with avenues to get engaged and support leaders who love courageously and care deeply. I've seen firsthand the impact of this North Lawndale or the North Lawndale Athletic and Recreation Association and its member organizations. And not only do they inspire young people within their community, but they're also encouraging their coaching peers to use the same approach, inspiring more youth along the way. To support a Team for Every Child initiative is to support the belief that every child deserves the opportunity to find the excellence that's already within them and grow into the person they were always meant to be. Be part of the movement. Come to the showcase. Learn more from the coaches. Uh, Hearing them talk about their work will just move you to tears by how much a person could possibly love people that they're not related to. Learn more about what Plague of Champion is doing to support them and learn about the ways that you can be part of this movement and give kids a chance to play, to realize their potential, and to be supported by mentors. Be part of the movement. It'll be so much fun and you'll feel warmth and joy during the holiday season. Well said. I don't think there's any question listeners will enjoy the showcase, learn from the experience. Uh, so we invite everyone to join us Wednesday, December 9th, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, go to a ateamforeverychild.org and then click the banner at the top of the page, the bright pink banner, so it'll be easy to see. It's completely free to register. Join us virtually on that evening. Um, it will be a, a tremendous opportunity to hear, as Grace said, from some really inspirational folks. So, Grace, we're reaching the end of the show, and we'll end this conversation the same way we do with all of our guests. In your work in North Lawndale, you've seen daily how sports can change the lives of the youth in that area. And, and certainly that's something we've seen of all ages and, and different locations. Everywhere we work, we see how sports change lives. We know you have endless stories, and you've shared a few very quickly today. Um, but... 
could you share with our listeners an inspiring story that is really particularly memorable to you? Maybe something we can close on. Yeah, totally. Um, I've definitely learned in my Wondell that sports can change lives and more importantly, that sports can save lives. Uh, if run well and run, uh, run in the way that they, that they have always wanted to be run. One story that I have in particular that is a little bit alarmist, but it is like the most clear example of how sports can save a life um, is something that uh, Derek Brown, uh, director of Boxing on Negativity, always tells. Um, Derek lives in North Lawndale. He's always lived in North Lawndale. Uh, and one night he was trying to go to bed and he hears some gunshots coming out from his uh, out of his house. He doesn't hide. He runs out of his house and he's trying to see what's going on. And he sees a kid who could not be more than 12 sprinting as fast as he possibly can with a gun that is going off because he's not in control of the gun while he's sprinting. Derek, seeing this and seeing a kid's life that he can save if handled rightly, sprints after this young person, says, drop your gun. I'm going to tackle it. Like, I'm, I'm like, you need to stop running. He gets him under control. He gets him calmed down. And he goes, hey, man, I'm sure you're really scared. I'm sure you're feeling really upset and really frustrated. I want to see you at boxing practice tomorrow. Uh, this young person has been in the boxing program, I think, since that day, which is over eight years. He's one of Derek's best fighters. Um, but that's the kind of intervention that these coaches in North Lawndale are committed to, willing to do, and know that their programs can save a life, no matter how endangered it is in a specific moment or event. And they're willing to do whatever they need to do to save that life. A life saved. It's a beautiful story, Grace. Thank you. And um, we thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. And we can't wait for December 9th. And you'll be a part of that. Pete and I will be there. But most importantly, you're going to hear from these heroes and heroines that Grace has just shared with us, their stories. Yes, we are looking forward to that. Uh, Kristen, it's always great to talk to Grace. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed hearing from Grace today. Uh, Grace. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. It is my pleasure. All right, Kristen, before we go, tell us one more time how listeners can join us for our special A Team for Every Child showcase event. Please, everyone, join us for this showcase on December 9th from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. If you go to ateamforeverychild.org, there will be a banner ad on top of the page so you can very simply register and then join us. And we will be supporting uh, these organizations. So all the gifts received that evening will be shared equally with our Team for Every Child partners. Yes, wonderful event, and that banner is up there now, so go to a ateamforeverychild.org and click that banner at the top of the page, free to register. Look forward to seeing you there. Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining us here on the Play Like a Champion show. Remember, you can subscribe and download our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Do that now so you don't miss a single episode going forward. We've got some more great guests coming soon. And of course, as you have some downtime, hopefully over the holiday season, some good time to listen to podcasts. And we've got a lot of good ones up there. Great interviews with some inspiring people, including some of the folks that Grace talked about today. 
You can connect to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit our website, playlikeachampion.org. If you would like to learn more about what we do or have questions about the great things we discussed in this episode, email us information at playlikeachampion.org. Kristen, thanks for being here today. And as always, I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks, Pete. And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us. Have a great week, everyone. And wherever you are, remember to play like a champion each and every